Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour, so I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona, and then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. It just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, so that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. 
I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there. JMSComedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, your host, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian and I'm ignorant. And that's why we're here, I guess. Maybe you're here because you're ignorant. Maybe you're here because you just think I'm an idiot or you just want to spy on my guests. Um, All is well. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter. If you're into that, at Blessed Podcast, you can follow me at JMS Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.com slash JMS Comedy to see what's up with me. Uh, If I sound like shit, you guys, I'm going to be frank with you. I have been crying for a week straight uh, because I... uh, My relationship ended, which is very sad um i know people had expressed interest in me doing a podcast episode by myself and i uh will do that for you at some point i just feel like right now if i do that it's going to just be me sobbing (laughs) uh and i don't know if that's what you guys come here for um it's uh, it's weird. I mean, I do think it it would be interesting to talk about uh, feelings. I don't know the process of going through the grief of breakup stuff. I um was very happy, and yeah, it's weird breaking up with someone. Uh. It's weird when a relationship comes to an end, but both people still love and care about one another. It's just that uh, things don't, you know, love's not enough. Sometimes people have to work on themselves and you can't always do that in the confines of a relationship. And I don't think it's smart to try to try to work on yourself when you're uh, in a relationship. If you need, if part of working on yourself is to cut that tie, it's just, uh, whew, boy. Is it hard? Uh, Like, getting cheated on or having, like, a shitty boyfriend sucks. But, like, at least you can go, wow, what a shitty person. I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. It's not the same when you still love each other. And so I am a human rain cloud. So who is excited? Um, I thank you for letting me tell you that i don't know so if you're following me on the internet and you're like boy these 
quote jokes sure are more sad than funny. My bad. I'm processing things and I guess that's how I do it. Um, hopefully a lot of them are more funny than sad, but, um, stick with me. It, the, you know, the rain gets, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It gets better is something that people keep telling me. Uh, so there's that. Uh, it's so weird. I, I got broken up with the day after a podcast where I was a guest came out talking about suicide. So I have all these people reaching out with super heartfelt like thank yous and opening up and, and thanking me for being vulnerable about talking about my own uh, mental health struggles in the past. And it's just like, I'm a, a just a gaping wound. Cause you know, like that's even when you're in a place where you're comfortable about it, it still is like a sensitive topic and, uh, and sometimes can bring up old feelings. So it's, so just bear with me if I, uh, am a little bit slower on my content production and, or whatever the next, boy, do I wish there was an official, uh, time I could give you and just be like, you know, you know how it is, how it takes exactly three weeks to get over a broken heart and then you're fine, you know? So, but, uh, there is no, uh, timeline. So, you know, hopefully next time I record, I'll just have a bunch of caffeine and be on a caffeine high and it won't matter. Um, anyway, I promise if you come see me live, I will not be such a bummer. Um, and let me know, by the way, if you guys do want me to do that individual episode, a couple, I guess a a good amount of people reached out and were like, yeah, talk, but it's like, I don't know. Do you guys have a topic you'd want me to cover? Do you want me to just tell you about my life? Uh, when I originally posed that, I was uh, in what I thought was a long-lasting, happy relationship. So I was like, what? Well, I guess I could just talk about my past. And that was not me almost crying. I mean, a few times I have almost cried, but I'm just dehydrated. Um I was like, what will I, will I talk about the news? And anyways, now I feel like my entire existence is drowning in sadness. If you're still tuned in, my God, thank you. Because the guest I have, this is a happy episode, much to uh, everyone's shock based on how I'm talking right now. Um, I did another uh, interview with an up and coming comedian. I have a bunch of episodes coming down the pipeline. It's just... Um, been uh, uh, some scheduling conflicts with the guests I want and some of them are heavier topics and I uh, don't like to put people who are talking about more vulnerable uh, sensitive things in a position where they're feeling rushed or extra stressed you know so I'm trying to be very flexible uh, because I do have some guests talking about like potential deportation and uh I'm going to have my friend Lisa on to talk about child abuse uh, and what it's like to grow up in a house uh, where you're abused, which uh, I guarantee will have laughs because we're both sick fucks. Uh, But, you know, so uh, I I try to like be accommodating. So, but I have this episode and it's uh, along with, uh, it kind of falls in line with the episode I did with my friend Jeremy Scipio, who, um, if you don't remember, or if you haven't heard that one yet, I started comedy with him. And, um, so we caught up, we caught up on where he is now, where he thought he would be when we started together seven years ago. And, 
uh, what he's hoping for for the future and things that surprised him, blah, blah, blah. So with this episode, uh, my guest, Pallavi Ganalan, uh, I, uh, she's new to comedy. She's about a year in. Uh, very funny. I met her... I was a guest on Tony Hinchcliffe's podcast, Kill Tony. So I got to sit at the judges table and uh, probably bore all of his dedicated fans because I was not as mean as they'd like me to be. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, that podcast, what happens is they have a a panel of guests. Tony's up there and then he has two guests. I believe on uh, this episode, I might have been guesting alongside Candace Thompson or... Either that or is Al Madrigal. Either way, what they do is uh, open micers or, uh, you know, comedians of different levels um, put their name in a hat, basically. And Tony draws names and then someone comes up and they have one minute to perform and then they get critiqued by the panel. Um, And I just loved her immediately. I was like, oh, she's so smart. She's very funny. I just liked everything about her. And so uh, I told her she was funny. And then, you know, like... I think that's how almost every friendship in comedy begins is one person's like good set. And then a few months later, you're both like, I oh, do you want to eat food at four in the morning? Cause we're still awake and we don't want to go home and be alone in our sadness. Cause being a comedian is just nonstop, uh, adventures. You know, you're just like, Ooh, should we go to this diner or that diner? Um, and, uh, how else can I fill the void? Uh, she's great though. I've gotten to know her a little bit. I, I've done some shows with her. I, I've done her show, which she mentions. She plugs, and um, it was cool. It's cool. Uh, she she just opens up about what her goals are, where uh, how she got into comedy, and I like this because she's pretty fresh in. So it'll be interesting to catch up in a few years and see where she is uh, regarding everything she says, and uh, and she's still full time pursuing another non-comedy life and and trying to balance them both at the moment you'll you'll hear um it's uh it's an interesting interview i have gone on far too long and um i uh i'll shut the fuck up uh thanks this is paula vegan allen uh talking about her come up hey idiots uh hi we're here i'm here uh i am joined by a hilarious comedian here I go trying to pronounce your name. Pallavi. Yay. Ganalan. Yay. Did I do it? Was that right? That was right. You guys, I'm just impressing you before I turned on the mic. I was like, she's amazing. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm talking to her. We're talking. I'm talking to you. I don't, whatever. These people, they'll hear it. I didn't mean these people. You guys don't go. Comedy. Let's just talk comedy. Cause like, I want to, I want to see your goals. You're new. How long have you been doing comedy? Relatively. Like a year and a month. A year and a month? <gasps> no, almost a month. You yeah. started in LA? So, okay. The way I started 
was I lived in San Francisco and my boyfriend at the time, now ex-boyfriend, did improv. Fucker. <laughs> Even if you guys get along, that is what he did. No. Um, <laughs> improv. Mean, we're amicable. Um, <laughs> yeah, improv. Uh, so he got into SF Sketch Fest and then I got to go to like the performer parties and I was oh. surrounded by like my heroes. Like I made an idiot of myself in front of Ron Funches. Oh my God. I, Todd Berry burned me and I was like, he burned you? you. Like he like insulted us and we were like, thank oh. you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, what kind of sadistic? <laughs> oh, like roasting. Yeah. Like he roasted me. Um, and so I was surrounded by all these funny people and I had bit like I just had absorbed all the podcasts, all the stand up everything and i like knew everybody and i i, I was like this. if i don't do this now i'll never do it so i talked to local stand-ups who are now okay. my friends it's amazing um, and they told me like where to go and this was like a saturday night and then the next day i went to brainwash and did a set and went to the next performer party and told all of the local stand-ups that i did a set and they were like what already <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like yes because i had to now because otherwise i wouldn't have like yeah you know, like I did it. I did it. And then I got to talk to like John Hodgman about my first stand-up set at wow. this party. And I made Paul of Tompkins laugh <gasps> about pizza. And I was like, I got it. But I, I was so busy and I had this crazy commute for work and I'd just gotten a dog and like all this stuff. Oh so God. I only did that one set at Brainwash in like January. And then I did another one in March and then another one in June. And yeah. then I knew I was moving down here for grad school. And I was like, as soon as I move, I'm going hard. And I did. And you did. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. The, by the way, they're like, I'm going to do this. And the next day you did it. And you're like, I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was the same way. I like tried it once and I was like, I did it. And I knew I wanted to keep doing it, but it was like yeah. months between like, yeah, just working and like all that shit. So wait, uh, grad school. What are you, what are you going to school for? Are you at So I just started my second year at USC in the biomedical engineering department for a PhD. Wow. And the research that I, that I do is computational neuroscience. Right. So we program brain models. Sure. Coding. Coding for, for brains? Yeah. It's like if you make a model on a computer, then you can like see how a disease would progress without having to use animals or whatever. And you can change parameters to see like maybe we could treat it with this and maybe that'll alleviate these symptoms. Wow. So like and it, it just kind of like, yeah, it, it kind of like helps you predict things and like see how would you react. But I mean, this isn't anything to do with comedy, but in the course of doing that, have you... Maybe not personally, but have you witnessed any cool, like, we might have found a, a cure for um, a thing? It just, it takes so long, but it's so cool. Like, if you're in the field, you know all the new developments. That's cool. Um, so there are so many, like, awesome things. Like, seeing, like, learning about, like, optogenetics, where you can, like, make parts of the brain light up. Like, <gasps> it's it's super, like, wow. the technology has proceeded so so far it's so awesome to watch and for my masters i worked on neural probes where you like stick an electrode in the brain and then your thoughts help move okay it. i'm gonna have to have you on <laughs> as a guest again because i want to just dive into this yeah this is amazing so um, it's just it's just awesome to like i that's why i love neuro is like we have no idea what we're doing but we like kind of do and it's like it controls everything and that's you know. <laughs> oh that's badass okay so before you took the plunge into comedy did you have like a different or do you still have a different career path in mind? And then this is like, this is hard. I've, I've worked in labs since I was like 13. So that's like all I've known. And I oh didn't know how I would do at comedy. I just like loved and absorbed it. And yeah. so it's kind of been weird having like 
people kind of like you that I like admire going like, oh, comedy could be a career. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, no, that's, no what? I, but I know it's going to take forever. And like a lot of people that I think are fucking amazing still have still like work at Postmates. I'm like, yeah. no, give this person every all I, of the money. Why don't they have every? Oh, God, <laughs> like, I know. Give this person all, and so for me, like. I'm just gonna I'm gonna get my PhD I'm gonna focus on that like during the day as though it's like waitressing or something you yeah, know like no why not day job I did a full see, time yeah and then see where like comedy goes I mean it wasn't night. neuro <laughs> anything it was like PR but still I had like a full-time yeah. quote big girl job yeah. versus like waiting tables yeah and I'm getting like paid through a fellowship so it's like that's my day job money that's helping me do comedy it's like helping you survive so you can do comedy that's great yeah that's amazing um so you were just a huge comedy nerd like you i it progressed i think it it happened a lot in college because i was surrounded by funny people and we would do like sketches and stuff for our dorm and i love that yeah but i like when i realized recently so i danced since i was like three i think i told you yeah 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 and i realized that like when I was in classes and I would come home I would be like really upset about it and it wasn't the choreography or anything it was like whether or not I made those people laugh like (laughs) these dancers aren't laughing at my jokes I know I was always like clowning around and doing like stupid shit in class and I was like the one talking too much and And so like quiet yeah but then I would make the teacher laugh so they wouldn't get as mad at me (laughs) that's so funny so So you were like oh I want to make people laugh yeah it's clearly been a thing for a long time yeah okay cool so you're a, a little over a year in yeah um have there been any thus far any milestones any like cool honestly so many like well wait before you answer let's go mm, how do i want to do this yeah no you know what go ahead and answer are there things that like you didn't expect to happen I didn't expect to like meet my heroes. <laughs> like <laughs> they just let me into the comedy store. They, nobody stops me from going into it's the a, comedy isn't store. Isn't that amazing? And talking to like, I talked to, I, all of my family knows Russell Peters. Like that's a name. Cause he's of Indian. course yeah. and you're Indian. And, and so like the fact that I met him and he was so nice and like talking to me about where I was from in India and like all this stuff, you know, when you go like, oh, he's so nice. He's too. so not, he gave me a hug like right away. He was super sweet. Um, I, I, this is a huge highlight. I, you know how Maria Bamford does the clubhouse? Yes. Shows? I got to open for her and she <gasps> laughed at my jokes and I have a recording of her saying I was funny and I almost started crying. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so amazing. She's so, but what I love, she's so like, she's, she's a genius comedically, but she's so kind. Like I want to be that, that those yes. are the people that I love or like the people that are so sweet and kind to like, we're just newcomers. She didn't know who I was and yeah, she was she, such a sweetheart. Isn't like, that such a, I, I remember like noticing that with some of the people I really look up to like Maria Bamford yeah. and it's like, I, I don't know if it's just me or if it's everyone. I expected like, they're, they're going to be like, who are you? Or well, not even that. Like I'm just a bitch kind of at the bus stop, you know, like I don't <laughs> talk to, but she like looks at you and like sees you and like, listen, <sighs> My heart's melting. I know. I love her so I much. Know. That's like, I want to be like that. I know I'm not naturally as kind as she is, but I want, like, I, like, I aspire to be, I aspire to be as kind as Maria Bamford. <laughs> oh my God. She really is an angel. Yeah. Um, okay. That's amazing. You got to open, I mean, you've been doing it a year and you got to open. Yeah, but I mean, Maria she Bamford. took volunteers from the audience. Of course. So it's not like, I it's opened not like she saw her. you and you're like, go on the road with me. Yeah. But it was but just still so a cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's do this. What if, Oh, like, where do you see yourself like five years from now? Ideally, you don't have to be like 
I know this sounds dumb, but like, like yeah. if you had like ideal goals, what do you think like in five years? I I don't know what's attainable, um, but I just I really want to be good at stand up. Like I really want to be funny. This is melting my heart. And I'm like the same as you. I'm like I, all I ever say is like I just want to be good at stand up. I know I, I'll do like a sketch or like a podcast, like something different every week. But yeah. All, I'm trying to just like dedicate my time to like being funny on stage. Like I love this. I, yeah. So I know that there are like people get passed at clubs and like the store and stuff like yeah. that. There are all these things, milestones, little milestones or whatever. Yeah. So like whatever I can accumulate in stand up, but mostly like even if you get past somewhere, like I've seen people who have gotten past somewhere that I don't necessarily think are like super funny. Yeah. You know? so, so it's I, like, yeah. So I just want to like be respected as like a comic. Yeah. Be funny. I love that. So <laughs> I love that so much. How many uh, mics do you hit a week? Um, it's kind of slowed down a lot because I've been getting on good shows <laughs> lately. So it's been kind of like That's great. awesome that way. Um, in the fall, I used to do like three to five a night, five to seven nights a week. Oh my God. And then it's, but it's, as I've been getting more time at shows, that's kind of slowed down a little. And depending on like school, if I have like finals, yeah, of course, or if I was like sick or something, you know, but I, I try to do, if I go out, I'll go out like five to seven nights a week and then at least hit three. Yeah. Do you have a goal of how many times you try to get up each week or anything? No, I just noticed that on average, like last year I did like 42 or 43 a month. So I love that. Yeah. Like, or getting up at those, like I had sets recorded. That's but. amazing. Cause I remember like talking to the people I start, a lot of the people I started with, not all of them, but when they'd be like, how many times do you get up a week? And they looked at me like I was a psychopath. Cause I was like, yeah. I try to get up like at least three times a night. And they're like, yeah, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I don't know what the best strategy is. Cause I know like everybody has their own thing and some people don't get up as much and that keeps them sane enough to like write well enough to like go up and do awesome. Yeah. But I, for me, I'm just like, I just want to like, I want to feel like comfortable on stage absolutely. and I have like different things. Like I used in, in the fall, I was just like learning how to, do comedy and like write a joke and then in January I was like learning how to riff and be more confident yeah and, like now I'm trying to work on like transitions and so do you have like when you go on stage uh, and you're like going to mic and stuff do you have like specific things you're working on you're like I just kind of have in the back of my mind like this is something that you're weaker on right now maybe like focus on that and, I like, love that yeah yeah do you record all your sets yeah, sometimes I accidentally don't push the button, but oh my God. I've done that. <laughs> but when I do. You say that, and I'm like now looking at this podcast. Okay, I've done that with podcasts. I went like an hour in, and I was like, I I, I was on someone's podcast, and that happened. And I was like, <clears throat> whoops. <laughs> um, do you listen back to all your sets? Um, I try to. Sometimes I don't have the strength to listen to some <laughs> right so away. Like, you're like, oh, this was hard. Where I'm like, this is a. B I'm having a bad week, and this was a bad set. Maybe I'll listen next week. I have piles of sets that I'm like. I have never listened to. Oh, yeah. I record every set and I think I've listened back like three times. I'm also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have good intentions. Yeah. I'm also trying to do... This is going to take forever because right now I'm just going through the notebooks, but I just... I write my stuff down in notebooks and I also like like riff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying to go back and like translate it to Google Docs so that... Because I have material and I know I have stuff I need to work on from before, but for the like... For the long, for nine months, I was doing like a new three to five. Yeah, you, well, you keep coming up with new shit, or whatever. Yeah, and then I didn't like type it up because I'm an idiot, and now I'm like, I mean, oh, where did it all go? <laughs> I have, I mean, if you're gonna get on that, get on that because yeah. I started doing that in 2012. Yeah, <laughs> and then I just never really. Ha I was like, I'm gonna write all of my jokes down. 
I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna save it in a doc. I still have like a doc, like a folder in my thing. It's like comedy. Yeah, I do too. And where I was like, I thought I would do like A through Z jokes, and it's like, oh, I never did. What have I lost to? Yeah, just- I do like. I have like a file in in under my folder in stand up under comedy. That's like solid like that. jokes need work and premises. I love that. And then I transfer from need work to solid when it feels good enough. I love that. Oh, <laughs> that's. I mean, and then it's based on like topic. It's like race gender like what you know yeah stuff like that that's that's amazing um, but it's still i'm so far behind <laughs> like, I'm i mean so it's a yeah, the behind. administrative organizational side of like trying to keep track of jokes and stuff is yeah. like a fucking nightmare to me i don't even know how many like premises i've just lost to the wind out yeah. of like not going back to a set because i'm like that was great i need to i need to stretch that out and it's yeah. like but i have a new idea what about this idea yeah and it's like, exactly chill you out get, like tired of it and you're like i'm moving on and God. then you're like wait that was good why'd i why'd i do that i know i like when i when i recorded my album i was like i'm i'm proud of this material but i'm sick of it and yeah and i was like i'm never doing it again and there's a couple jokes that i'm like well these people don't know who i am I, it's a good joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i missed that joke yeah um that's incredible so you're mostly doing stand-up um what has been, I mean, you said you opened for Maria, which I know you said it was just a volunteer. What are like a couple cool highlights? Um, I love the, the mic that I run because it's <gasps> I, like, yeah, it's called, it's mom party. Mom party. And it's weekly. It's on Wednesdays. And I, I like wanted to, do, I think we started in March and I started comedy in like August, but like two or three months in, I was like, I got to do a show or like a a mic or something well it's 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 just like so many people started randomly putting me on their shows and i was just like thank you like what yeah like you're letting me you're giving me 10 minutes that other people could have like i was so amazed that they they were doing and it's so giving people stage time is so like useful to the community like if you can provide there's so many people that like run multiple mics and multiple yeah. shows and are just trying to get people time. God and it's bless a real, all of you. It's a real service. And so like, <laughs> I like, I don't, I'm just trying to do this to get some people some time because I like, I really care about the community. I want to see people do well. And you, you just need to get up a lot to like get better. It's so, so true. I love that you're getting up so much too. Cause like, I, I mean, I know you said that you're like, everyone has their own thing, but yeah. Anytime someone's asked me for advice, there's just very few people but like uh or when i remember like when i ask people for advice it's always like keep writing keep getting up yeah and there's really nothing else to say but there is so much to be said about just getting better on stage from getting up every night and yeah. like i think get like going up multiple times a night just gets you there faster yeah the other thing is people are like the thing that i've noticed um people are sometimes picky about where they go and yeah, I will go anywhere. Like, oh, and God. I try to go to new mics and different things. That's good because you things. see where where your stuff works and like what kind of. Yeah, and I don't like some people like roll in groups to different mics, and I don't really like doing that because I've noticed that your friend your friends laugh at you more. Yeah, and I, it's partially because you have the same sense of humor, but it's like I don't. I, don't I need just, you jerking me off. I need to know yeah, if this is funny. Yeah, and I. I I like every time I get like I at the show we were on um, on Thursday, like I got off stage and I was just like, OK, you said good. But did you really mean good set? I don't like, say good set when I don't think someone okay, was yeah. like because because and it's not like <laughs> I'm not going to tell you good. Set, but it's like I fucking hate when I feel like I didn't do well. I, yeah. I, but I, then it's like, well, if I say good set and then the person's like. It's oh, it's always weird when they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, no, am I being they think I'm being like good set? Because yeah. 
there's times when people have been like good set and I literally am like go fuck yourself yeah like (laughs) we all saw what happened up there yeah like this is a war zone and I'm dead or the worst part is when somebody's like great set and you've never seen them go up and they go up and they're like terrible and you're like oh no (laughs) it's always there's been like or when like you know someone was on a show but you I won't like say great set if I didn't see someone set but it's always weird when I know like that show yeah it was a really nice I can't remember which girl it was because I'm a shithead. Uh, but she was like, oh, great set. And I knew she had gone up, but I had been like talking to Punky. And yeah. I was like, thank you. And then I was like, she probably thinks I'm such a dick. But I didn't want to be like, yeah. was like, what if she bombed? I don't know. And yeah. then she's like, oh, fucking asshole. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's better to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's like, I don't want to fucking, I mean, this is sh- bitchy, but I'm like, I don't want to encourage people who aren't good at stand up to keep doing stand up. Oh, yeah. Stage time's always so hard. Like, yeah that's, that's which is a bitchy thing to say but i'm is, like this is a bitchy thing to say but like i've had people message me online and i think it's be- partially because i come from like a weird world for stand-up like yeah uh so people have messaged me and they're like oh like you're like doing this thing that's really cool and i like really appreciate the support and then they're like you're like inspiring me to do this or like you're inspiring me to or my family members to do this or oh, somebody no. else and i'm not talking about anybody specifically but there no. have been a couple people where i'm like I don't know if you should not just not because I don't like I don't know if they're funny or not but like there's so many stand-ups and you have to like want it so bad especially as a woman yeah and like you have to go through so much stuff I mean I'm a huge advocate for like if you aren't like compelled to do this and you don't love it like don't yeah <laughs> like try it if you've never tried it and find yeah, out for like, sure absolutely. like if you're i'm curious. all for like if someone's like I've always wanted to try that go for it but like yeah. if you don't like why would you do that to yourself that's another thing is like for the five years out, one thing that I've seen is there are some open micers that are five, eight, ten years out. And yeah. they're, I haven't seen that much progress from them in the year that I've been doing it. And I don't, I'm so terrified I'm going to be that person. Like, it's not going to work out for me. I think and you're going to be fine. But. <laughs> but like, that's like, that's my biggest fear is that I'm just going to keep, because I'm addicted to it. So I'm not going to stop. Ever. Yeah. Well, because you go like. In theory, you're like, how does this guy keep doing this? Yeah. I said guy, yes. The but fir- like the first week in LA, like I did two mics here and I was like, oh shit, this is where all my time is going now. Like I yeah. just knew it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, I live here now. I live with here now. these people. Exactly. And it's, it was, it, yeah. So I'm like addicted to it. So I know I'm going to keep doing it no matter what, but I don't want to not progress. You're like, I just, yeah. Well, it's like, you don't want to be that person that people are like, ah. They won't quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, they just love it so much. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck or you. They're a legend around here. It's yeah. like a nice way of putting it. And it's like a coffee shop. Yeah. It's like constantly closing or something. Yeah. <laughs> like they're a, they're a legend around here. You're like, good. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about your family background a little. Because, I mean, obviously we mentioned you're Indian. But yeah. how does that play into... Did you have to like come out as a stand-up comedian? Or My anything? brother outed me. Were Were you trying <laughs> to keep it a secret? Um. So okay. So I did the first few sets, and then before I moved to LA. I was in my in Utah with my family. I grew up in Utah. I was born in Texas. I grew up in Utah. There are Indians in Utah. There are so many now. Like when I was growing, <laughs> you were a trendsetter. <laughs> my my dad, yeah, he moved us out there. Oh but now gosh. there's so many because there's this place called Silicon Slope. It's like tech companies are buying cheap land in Utah instead, like leaving. And then there's so, like I flew back 
to Utah and I was just like, am I in India? Like, am I going That's to India? Hilarious. This is crazy. <laughs> they're, they're doing, they're showing like Bollywood movies at the Cinemark and my parents are like super happy. Oh my gosh. Did they, go your parents are from India originally? Yeah. So my, it's, it's so, okay. This is a long story, but my parents uh, were born in India. My dad is ethnically South Indian. He's Tamil. Tamil. My mom is ethnically North Indian. She's Sindhi. Okay. Um, half of her brother, she's one of nine. Half of her brothers and sisters were born in like, the Pakistan area, okay. Afghanistan. I don't know, but like they, they when in 1947 when Indian independence happened and the border was drawn between Pakistan and India, like all the Muslims moved up to Pakistan and all the Hindus moved down. So my grandfather took his family okay. down to where my dad's family was, uh, and then at some point, like when my mom was in like fifth grade or something, they my dad's family became the landlords to my mom's family. Oh my god, so, we own you now. Yeah, <laughs> no, but they just like they lived in the same like house or whatever. It was like a whole thing. My parents like met because my mom's little sister and my dad's best friend liked each other. So they dated for like seven years. There was this whole thing of like families not approving. Then finally Ooh. they got married at 24 and they moved to the U.S. Uh, I think I think around like right after that. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And so my brother and I were born in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Oh my God. That's like the most racist place on earth. It's like, there's actually a good Indian community there now. Really? But like, yeah. Oh, but like, nothing. it's, I mean, it's cause of Texas tech. So mm. my dad got his PhD there. <laughs> that's like a good note for just general, like, Oh, there's a tech school. Oh, there's a school. Yeah. There's, there's going to be some non-white people. Yeah. With, it's safe around. There's the probably smart people. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not a bunch of people with shotguns. Yeah. That's the uh, surrounding the school. Yes. <laughs> Stay on campus. Everyone, everyone be safe. Um, so yeah. And then my dad, uh, had us move when I was four to Utah. Okay. What do your parents do? My dad's a civil engineer. My mom was like stay at home housewife. All right. Cool. Lady. All right. Um, and so did you always want to like your biomedical engineer, right? Yeah. God, my brain. I No, it's, that's good. You guys, can you guys start working on Alzheimer's stuff? I think I'm going to need it. We are actually. Oh, thank God. <laughs> For sure. Uh, my brain is deteriorating. Um, <laughs> Did, is that something you wanted to go into anyway? So uh, my dad always kind of said, because I always liked like science and stuff. And the first internship in a lab that I had, I set up myself when I was when like, in 13? seventh grade. Yeah. Fucking um, dark. <laughs> no. I love it. That's I amazing. Was in, I was in this like math engineering science association club and they like, brought in a biotech center to like do a presentation isolating DNA or whatever. And then I was like, that's cool. Give me their contact info. And then I like set up an internship with them. I love that. And then, yeah. So that's like how I, but I like, I always, um, I always loved people and I always wanted to take care of people. At first I thought I was going to be a doctor in college later. I was like, I like research and also my GPA is bad. Um, <laughs> but Nobody wants me to work on them. <laughs> yeah. But my dad always said like, don't do just a straight science, like do engineering because it's more problem solving. Okay. Um, so I think that's partially why I was influenced in engineering. I think after going to college and seeing like just straight geniuses who were biologists, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter like where you are. Yeah. Like you can, it doesn't matter like what field you're in. You can like do amazing things. Yes. In anything. That's amazing. Um, but I do like, I do think that I was drawn to biomedical engineering because it has healthcare applications. So it, okay. like, like I just so want to help people. Stuff you do is helping people. Yeah. It's like, okay. Theoretically, it takes a long time, but okay. I think I, the weird thing is my brother does exactly the same thing I do. That's hilarious. He's a biomedical engineer. He's finishing up. He's a, he's better than I am. He's in an MD PhD program. So he's going to have 
two oh, doctors. Oh, that's but fancy. He, is, he does like computational neuro. So science. wait, then he could also be a doctor? Is that he's what? A, he's a medical doctor. And, and a PhD Yeah, he will doctor. be by the end of his program. <laughs> yeah. So he's a double, he's a double D, double doctor. Oh yeah, <laughs> double D. Yeah. Um, wait, so he outed you. Oh, so yeah. For So he, I'd totally I derailed totally, us. Yeah. Um, so he, we were all hanging out together and my, I think we were talking, I don't remember what we were talking about, but my brother brought up that I did like stand up a few times and that I was like planning on it. And I was like, God damn it, cubby. <laughs> like, you couldn't just let this be. Yeah. Cause I was like nervous cause I didn't know how my parents would react. And at the time, like they were chill with it. My dad, my parents like, like comedy my dad used to like watch like robin williams and like <sighs> all of that stuff Amazing. you know yeah um but i think so they were like supportive initially and i think now they're kind of worried about uh they listened to another podcast i was on where i was <laughs> getting drunk during it oh god they they're had, like she's I, reckless yeah and i hadn't let them see, i still haven't let them see a set of mine uh um, my cousins found stuff online and isn't uh, the internet great showed it to people like a, my very first show at flappers oh my god it was put online it was the first show i'd ever done you're like i've gotten better don't show that to people but also like it's worse my parents aren't as happy with me putting like profane stuff out there because yeah. they're worried about me getting a job and like background checks and stuff uh. and so and i understand the, the fear but i I knew that once I start, I was like, oh, this is a risk that I'm willing to take because yeah. I love it so much. Did you ever think for a second you were like, maybe I should go by a fake name? I Does that sound crazy? Because when I no. started, I was like, I'll not use know, my last name. I and know then people who did that, but it never occurred to me to do that. Okay. And also like I used to have my social media used to be partially like Paul Gunn or Paul Gunn 89. Yeah. Because it's kind of similar to my name, but it's yeah. like, but then I was like, like no people will figure out how to say my name or spell my name like, yeah people will figure that out they'll if, deal with you, it yeah, yeah if i'm doing like, well enough I wanna, and i tell them i want to be myself and i think like you know even if you do a fake name things like people will connect the dots and yeah part of stand-up i think is just like being fully authentic you. absolutely yeah so yeah that's why I was just like, whatever. Uh, like, and I had interviewed at startups before for a job and people there, like during the interview were like, you should do improv. Like you're funny. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I was like, okay, like if they were fine with improv, they'll be fine with stand up. Maybe I'll find some weird liberal California. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure people, yeah. a lot, I mean, a lot of people get excited. They're like, Oh, you do a, a thing. That's neat. And yeah. they'll just want, want to talk about it at the office or whatever. Yeah. So your parents are kind of, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They haven't seen your material, but they're a little weary. Is it like lifestyle stuff they're worried about mostly? I think they're concerned about like my safety and being out a lot, which is natural. Yeah, of course. Um, I think they they also, yeah, they don't like that I post profane, obscene stuff and they don't always get my jokes. And sometimes oh, no. like my parents will like something if they think it's funny on like my tweets or whatever. That My tweets post to Facebook. My parents see it there. Oh, nice. Um, so and sometimes my mom will be like, why are you talking about that? You're too open. <laughs> and I'm like, e- I can see how a mom would feel that way. Yeah, for um, sure. But simultaneously, I'm like, I can't. I. It's so hard to not 
be just me like it's so hard to conceal stuff like yeah I'm tired. absolutely <laughs> I don't like, there's do so that. much going on i don't need to i mean i i totally relate because it's like i don't want to keep the i don't know it's i don't want to be behind the curtain anymore it's like, so tiring to be deceptive i have to try to like upkeep do. an image yeah. is like i mean good for you if you have yeah. the fucking energy i can like I rarely even put mascara on anymore. Yeah. Like, do, I like, I don't even want to put on pants for shows. I'm not going to be like, everything's going fine in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't do that. And I can't like, if I think something's funny, I'm going to post it. Like I can't not, I will do anything to like, for the joke kind of, well, not like, I know some people who will do like anything. Yeah, I'm like, not like that like crazy. Not gonna Maybe one day I will be, but I like, yeah, I'm not going to, plus my parents, you know, haven't always, like throughout my life they've not totally gotten my perspective and i've not totally gotten theirs and it's just been this thing it's just how it is it's just how it is they're not gonna like some things i do okay um but but they're not like crazy angry that you're like i'm gonna do uh i don't know it's, they might listen to this right she's they, she's fine with it no, you guys it's <laughs> there they, we can move on they sent some emails about their concerns and Aww. i've woken up to some very long paragraphs about their concerns and Aww, uh, they just love you yeah and like right now like when i talk to my mom at the end of conversation sometimes like we'll have a normal conversation at the end she's like why did you post about your period and i'm like bye <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh no sorry i can't hear you it's breaking up <laughs> and that's the one silver lining about having a completely uh mentally unstable mother is that her posts are way more crazy than mine oh be. really <laughs> so she's like <laughs> that thing you said about me <laughs> it's true and i'm like <laughs> okay that's so funny um if you were to tell your parents you were quitting a job to go try stand up full time, would they lose they, their mind? They've already they in the, yeah, they're like, we're concerned that you're doing all of this for your hobby. And oh. I think they don't know how much time and effort I put into it or how seriously I take it. Oh no. And they, my dad did mention like, I can't like you're, th- you might throw away this career you've worked on your entire life for a few laughs. And Ugh. I was like, Dad, okay, I bomb sometimes, but I get some yeah, like, more I get laughs. more than a few laughs. I get oh. sometimes, you know. I get several laughs occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, yeah. And part of it is, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's, like, the reason I love doing what I do during the day, like, being a biomedical engineer is because I, like, I just want to, like, help people and their quality of life and, like, that visceral, like, physical thing that I feel like people shouldn't have to worry about day to day yeah um well i think comedy does that in a way comedy does that comedy's done that for me like yeah. i watched comedy all the time when i was sad it got me through school it got me through like got me it got you so through much. all of those internships yeah it did it really did and i think people like underestimate it and underestimate the arts and also like if i if i work in a lab all the time or if like I'm, this is not going to happen to me, but <laughs> yeah. if I was Kevin Hart and had like a bajillion dollars, I could you throw that know. money at a disease. Yeah. You're like, I could help. Like, uh, yeah. Like, and you can, I don't know. There's, so there are multiple ways to like, to get there, I think. But yeah. I, I mean, it's obviously like, it's way harder to be Kevin Hart than to work in a lab for me. right now. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's way harder to be Kevin Hart than it is for me to work in a lab. And I've never been in a lab. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's just like the 0.001% of comedians. Yeah, exactly. And not to say there's several other comedians that are 
very but, successful that are not Kevin Hart. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like this week, like it was cool, like being able to do my mic and do the show tomorrow and raise money for Harvey. Like it's so cool. To, that's like, great. That's like what I, that's one thing that I really admire about you is that you, your album sales and stuff yeah. you like donated. And I'm like, that's like what I want to do. I mean, like, I always feel like a, I, I don't know. Cause I can't, Sometimes I'm like, should I lean into one cause? But every month I'm like, I'll do something else. I should help more people. Yeah, and, it's like and whatever. And then some months are dramatically better than others in terms of the <laughs> promoting the cause. And then people will be like, I'm buying or I'm donating. And then yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm doing the cause a disservice because I'm like, <laughs> I'm donating to them. And then it's like, well, I'm afraid one day someone's going to be like, could you not mention us? Because I'm That's so inappropriate. They're like, listen, we love that you want to give money to the children, but you talk like, about your butthole sometimes. This is the sometimes. Christian Family Foundation. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, I, f- I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm sorry. None of you have sucked a dick. Um, I'm just trying to do my part. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I like that. That's how I, I've always felt like. I don't even know if it would be cool to be as successful as Kevin Hart. That honestly, the idea of that, not that I'm like, that's coming around the corner any second, but like (laughs) it's terrifying. But I have always thought if I was very financially successful, because I don't want a lot of things. I'm going to be like, Oh, think of all the people I could help. Yeah. That like, that would be so that's like the goal to get like money to like give it to people. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Um, so how, like, do you, what, how would you have to be like Kevin Hart successful for your parents to be like, okay, do you know what's funny? I don't like, okay. So this is something my dad said in the middle of me having this like serious discussion with him about comedy. He was like, he was like, well, we're not sure about this and this. And then in the middle, he's like, I mean, one day when you're successful, maybe we'll be fine. Like, and I was just <laughs> like, I was oh, like, you believe what? in me? <laughs> like then do I need to buy you a house? Like what? <laughs> what is the deal? Yeah. So I think like, I don't know. And I think they also like, they haven't seen me do a set and make a room laugh. And I'm scared to have them see me do it because of the content of my, se- cause you saw the content of my set yes. and they would not be happy about that. <laughs> but about that. if you did well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like if I did well, it, cause or would they just be like, this room is full of disgusting people. <laughs> maybe i don't think i don't know i think sometimes they don't see it if they see their concerns in front of them yeah so it's yeah and i'm I'm like i'm not a clean comic my favorite kind of comedy is like dark and dirty like that's i want to make sad shit funny because a lot of sad shit has happened yeah and i'm like like that's my favorite yeah so like when my friends and i were able to like laugh after it that's when i was like it's gonna be okay it's cathartic yeah yeah and so that's why i like make jokes about suicide and like all you know like rape and like all this other stuff like that's i want people to like laugh at it and not like you know have it haunt them so much yeah because it's like it's gonna be there either way if you can find a way to like twist it and make it funny yeah then i feel like there you have more power in it or it's like not a thing that will like torture you and it's like it's i mean i love clean comedy i like i love a lot of people who do it and they're some of my favorite comics are clean but i think it's like it's a it, it's riskier to talk about dark stuff, you know. I think you so. Don't know like how people will react, and so because of that, I think a lot of people who want to laugh at that don't always get the chance to. Yeah. So it's like ah, this one's for you guys. <laughs> I love that. It took me a little while to get okay with. I've always been dirty and pretty dark, but like I did like a year of. I'm just gonna write clean jokes. Oh yeah. Just as like it as like mostly to prove to myself that I'm like, I don't have to be dirty to be funny. This isn't all shock value. And it was fine. I, I got a lot of bits out of it, but yeah. like I hit a wall. Uh, I hit a point where I was like, 
if I'm going to be a good comedian, I need to be honest and be myself on stage. Yeah. And who I am is disgusting and like <laughs> horribly dark. <laughs> and like, it's just like, what if we all killed ourselves? <laughs> Wouldn't that be done, kooky? Huh? Um, like a trademark. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. So I was like, okay, it's good. I know I could do that. But like, I kind of did that for like a couple of weeks where I had like a few shows where I had to be clean and I was like forcing myself to come up with clean stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute, if I just take the fucks out of this joke, there's a lot fine. of stuff that like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just using dirty words for emphasis that this actually isn't a dirty bit. And then yeah. there is a part of me sometimes with bits about like sex where I'm like, this shouldn't be dirty. Is that like, I get mad yeah. that I'm like, I'm not grotesquely describing my genitals. Like, this is only dirty because society is fucked up and weird about sex. Like oh, yeah, it's how yeah. people are made. We should. Yeah. It's weird. I did. I did. I've done shows where they're like, you can't swear or talk about sex. And I was like, is the suicide joke? Okay. And they were like, yeah, like it's fine if you're dark and like, but you can't talk about like, like the, whole, the thing that made us all. Yeah. It's like the whole like <laughs> violence slash sex thing. Like how people are on opposite, like sex is so scary, but violence is fine. Yeah. It's so it's bizarre. It's really weird. And I really do feel like women talking about sex is perceived as dirty more than men. And I'm not the kind of person to be like women and men usually, yeah. but like it does feel like, I don't know. I saw some video reaction video of people watching Amy Schumer special. Yeah. And they're like, she talks about being in a photo in her underwear and they're like, Oh, I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, these men, these people are garbage, but like, um, and I'm not even like, I'm yeah. not like Amy Schumer, all the, you know, it's like, whatever. Yeah. She's a comic. I respect what she's done, whatever. Judged harshly. But like, she talks about taking a photo in her underwear and like already filthy. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Men just Men walk, walk around, around like, yeah, in their underwear. Go fuck Tits yourself. out. Like, everything. Yeah, they're fucking gross man tits. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to have the woman in comedy conversation. I think, I don't know. Do you, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I hate it. Do you get asked that a lot? Like, I guess you're not being a woman in comedy. Do people go like, Oh, is it hard as a woman? I mean, yeah. Uh, like sometimes I like, I, I think I talk about, I make enough like women, men jokes on stage yeah. that people get it. And it's like, I try to get like the whole group to laugh. Like I don't try to like isolate. Yeah. Where it's men. like, I think to me, that's important to like bridge the, like, here's where we're coming from. Yeah. And it's like, this is a real thing, but also like, Hey, now you can see it. You've laughed at it, but you're aware of it. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I want people to laugh, but also be kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, ha ha. Like, oh, are we, yeah. is that a thing that happens? Yeah. Where they're Versus thinking about like, it. Fuck men. No, but yeah. men are losers. And it's like, you're pandering to bloggers. Like, what are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I also think that sometimes I do like I am too like harsh on like men or like I, I, like white people or you know, something like that. And I'm sure. like, maybe I should come at this like a different angle and like I can still make them uncomfortable and still make them laugh. And I'm, that's another thing that I'm trying to work on is like, don't just like rail against. Well, it's something. part of the, I think the writing process is going like. And that's what I like about like, I don't want to call them safe spaces. It's the opposite of that. But rooms like the OR where or like. At the ballet room, that's just, I mean, I go up lots of places, but the comedy store is like my ultimate comfort zone. But like rooms where like, I'm not worried about someone tweeting that they got offended about something I said. Yeah. Because a lot of times I have to take my, my opinion, like even further, like over the line to see. Yeah. 
the other side and I, I'm the kind of person that helps me to talk out material. I think that's something that I, because I started in, might, might have to do with starting in LA that I haven't done as much. Like I haven't taken as many risks. That's what I fucking hate about this city. Yeah. Is I, that like, I'm like, I don't want to get isolated. You feel like you're getting watched and you like expect better of yourself and you're like trying, like I'm trying to be sillier and like, I'm trying to like do more like act outs and be less like self-aware and like, and sometimes just not rely on like the words, but the feeling. And it's like hard to do that when like your heroes are watching you. Like you're, you respect <laughs> people so much. And they're and like you're sitting just, there like, and they're sitting there and you're like, oh, I got to do good and not say bad things. Yeah. Like, well, and then there's just, just also the like extra, like, is there industry in this crowd? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not there yet, but, no, like, but, I, but also but, like there is like industry everywhere. So like yeah. you can be like, I want to work on this like risky thing that I think like will eventually be funny and it's, there's something there. Yeah. But then like, if you eat shit doing like a weird or like sort of out there thing and someone sees you, that's what they think of you is that you're like this like weird out there, mean person yeah. who bombs. I think, yeah. <laughs> We're like, better just do this uh, seven but, minutes of silly shit. I know is doop, doop, boop, yeah. laugh. So like when you, I think when you step out of your tone is when people like label you. But I do think like when I first, started i saw people like bomb and then i was like i hate that guy he did something <laughs> terrible and then he's like now one of my closest friends like because you just you see people and you get a snapshot of them and yeah. you see them in the next mic and they're killing and they're like they figured it out and so you kind of you kind of as a comic i think are more forgiving of people yeah but if you the the style of how you do comedy like for a lot of people doesn't shift very much yes at least from what i've seen yeah but. no i mean me too it's like physical comedians are always going to be physical comedians and like yeah i don't know I, that's a really bland example but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean i had this thing for a while which i never did but now that i'm traveling more i think maybe it's organically similar where i was gonna like get in my car and i was gonna just like not have a place and drive to like different scenes and, and sublet and crash for like a few weeks. Yeah. Cause I was like, then I'm going to like absorb their culture and yeah. kind of see how people see the world. Cause I just always want to like increase my worldview. Yeah. Cause I know like I have a lens from where I was born and like the way I was raised and it's trying to like see how other people see things. Yeah. Cause I thought it would make my comedy better. Yeah. Um, I like, I try to, every time I leave LA, I try to do, comedy like i've left four weddings to do sets <laughs> like yeah no anytime so, i'm somewhere yeah. oh wait didn't you come oh yeah in detroit that was at a wet i was there for a wedding That's amazing. and i saw you guys um but i but the problem with that is i'm like every time i've traveled it's only for a few days and yeah. so i'm like i gotta impress these people that have never seen me before yeah because you're like they're gonna like, the comics in this scene might book me later. <laughs> so I yeah. do my like, good material. So you wanna, like, and I still don't take risks. <laughs> like, I still don't yeah, do. well, but that's also like where you're at though. So yeah. it's like now like there's people there that are like, Oh, she's funny. And when you come back, I can maybe it's like, more of a yeah. leeway. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's also like festivals help with that too. When you start doing those. Yeah. Um, cause you'll meet comics from all over and yeah, then I did. They see fest. Um, How was that? It was awesome. It was cool. I definitely, like I did two shows for that and then I did two shows in the Bay Area. It's like all the all the brown people from yeah. South Asia. Um and I the first show went pretty well. 
Um, the second show, I definitely felt like I was not on the same level as the other comics. And I felt kind of bad because my friends came to see it. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, Why'd you come to this one? But it was also like that one had like a lot of older brown people. Yeah. Like Indian people and stuff. And so I was like, they really don't want to see a young Indian woman talk about sex. Oh, um, yeah. So it's like it culturally kind of, probably weird. Yeah. And it's ex- and festivals are like exposures to different demographics. And I'm just learning. That's another thing I'm working on. I'm like, what works with different groups of people? Yeah. How do I judge a crowd? Um, and so that's, yeah. So it was a learning experience for sure. And I was on, I was on these shows with comics that were like six years in, eight years in. And I'm like, and you're like, just be kind to yourself, even though you felt like shit afterwards. Like they, and they understand it's like, they invited you to be there. You're yeah. Yeah. So, but that's part of it is like, now I'm getting on like, honestly lineups i do not deserve to be on i feel like <laughs> like on third i was like what am i does doing? that does that worry you or oh, do you get I, like- I get more nervous for sure at those shows i'm like i'm getting more nervous in general now because i'm like trying to i want to to do well for people and for the person who booked me and like the the other comics that are there and like you know and yeah so that's why i'm like you gotta f- prove yourself like don't let these people down and so like, yeah so like now i'm uh, i'm like you gotta show them that you deserve to be there and even though I don't <laughs> No, I'm going to say, uh, okay. Like, and I'm, who am I? No one. But like, I'm going to tell you something that someone told me. Um, cause when I was like two years in, maybe, th- maybe three, two and a half years in, I started getting a shit ton of festivals. Um, I, I like in, I think 2013, I did like 11 festivals Holy shit! and I was going to these things and I've seen comics and I was like, that, that's someone that I look up to. And it's yeah. like, I'm on this lineup with this person who's like, everyone's like, Oh, they're a beast. They've, they've been doing it for like a decade and like, and I was like so terrified all the time. And, 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 um, this, that whole year I just like, Oh my God, I don't deserve to be here. And I'd still, I'd go up and I'd still do well. And I'd be like, they probably fucking hate me or like, fuck her. She just talked about, she's a woman and it's easier because she talked about sex or what, you know, just all these things in my head. And I was like, I don't deserve to be here. And I kept, I kept being like, Oh my God, what am I doing here? I'm out of place. I shouldn't be here. And then by the end of that year, I got into a festival in Switzerland. Oh, cool. Um, and they chose like five. It was a, it's the Montreux Comedy Festival is like a it's been around forever as a French speaking festival. And it was the first year they opened it up to English speakers. Oh, cool. And they had Ari Shafir was like the face of it. And he's like, did some like submit your video. Well, yeah. You know, like, and so I was like, oh, OK. And I submitted a video and I um, got in. So they picked like five people and I was one of them. That's awesome. And I was at the festival and. I, I did did my set or whatever and it was fine and I, th- some of the festival director was like oh you know what time's your flight do you, you know because they're working out like rides and stuff and I was like I mean if it's if it's okay I was very like apologetic like and there's all these like huge French comedians who I didn't fucking know at that yeah. time but now I like have learned about them and they were like I mean so when I went there, I like ended up blowing my savings. Like, cause I was like, yeah. I'm in Europe. When am I going to be in Europe again? Cause they flew you, flew you over. And like, after I left a festival, I go to Paris, I get off of the Metro and there's one of the French comedians like on this billboard. That's crazy. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I'm like, I, you know what? I, I mean, if it, if it's not a big deal and Ari, who is someone I looked up to and I was like, Holy shit, it's Ari Shafir. And I'm like sitting at a table with Ari. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Is like, it's like, you are just as much of a comedian as everyone else here. Yeah. It's so like when you're on a lineup, you are just as much of a comedian as everyone else in that lineup. And you need to know that like you're on that lineup because you deserve to be there. Yeah. So like, even though you're like, Oh my God, this person's been doing it longer. Oh my God. I maybe like you look up to those people or like, what are they going to think of me? Like just do your shit and know that like 
LA is cunty and cutthroat and like nobody gives a fuck about like doing anyone a favor. Mm. Like, I mean, yeah. not, not, a, I mean, there are people who do and there's, you know, people who are like, let me help this person out or what, but like no one is putting you on a lineup. Cause they're like, I gotta be, you know, like, let, let nice me, let me do this charity service and give a spot away to yeah. this poor young brown lady who <laughs> dreams of being on stage. Like, People are going to get, you're not like, there are a lot of people who are not getting spots. Yeah. And there's a reason, Uh, (laughs) you know, so like just try not to psych yourself out and like, remember that like, if people are giving you things, it's because they believe in you. Mm. So so I mean, I'm going to (laughs) sob. Someone once told me, but like he, when he said that, he's like, you're just as much of a comedian as everyone here. He's like, you're just as much of a comedian as I am. You are just as much of a comedian as I am. So like, just keep that in mind that like, you know, and, and people don't want to see you fail, you know, like people, like if people don't think you're ready for something, they're not going to give it to you. And when you don't get something, it's not because you're not a good comedian. It's because, people are like they don't want people also don't want you put you don't want to put you in a position where yeah you're gonna fuck up or look like an idiot next to yeah everyone else like yeah i definitely never feel like i've gotten rejected from a couple festivals and i like don't feel bad i'm like oh not ready for that one and i'm yeah and it's like there's plenty of festivals that like you'll get rejected from now that like you'll submit to later and you'll go and it'll be like this is a perfect fit and like and had they been like, let's, if, if a festival was like, let's just bring this person who we really don't think is qualified, but yeah, that's, it like, would be a disservice to the festival and you. That's what, that's one thing. This is like the woman in comedy thing. Like somebody told me early on that, like a lot of women gets the reason people think that women aren't funny is because a lot of women get stuff before they're ready for it. And so that I was kind of like, fuck you. And I was also kind of like, oh no, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared. So that's the thing that I've kind of been wary of is not as a woman just in general like just get funny before like worrying about getting into everything yeah don't like, i'll apply to a couple things if i'm like maybe yeah you I'll got a good tape whatever, whatever. yeah but i don't like i'm not like hey put me on your show like for sure i I'll think that mad. is like, that's ridiculous no but, of course yeah. well and i think a lot of people at least in la work the opposite They're like i want to get this thing i want to get this thing and i yeah. think you're doing it the right way. Whereas like if you focus on being funny and just being a good comic, all of those things will come. Yeah. And it's honestly like, I feel really lucky cause I have been keeping really busy with shows. Like there's only like so much you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, I feel like pretty busy That's right awesome. now already. So yeah, I don't know. Um, pretty, pretty grateful. Oh, yay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Any, um, closing thoughts, any like, hopes by the like maybe end of the year i want to follow up with you in like five years and be oh like, my God. where are we yes. now um is there anything that maybe even though i know your goal is just be funny any maybe like length of a set that you'd like to have or like yeah i mean like stand up that's goals. why I'm, that's part of the reason i'm putting all i'm trying to type everything up is i think like I've done a 25 minute set before with like riffing and stuff and it wasn't like super tight or anything, but I I know that I can feel comfortable on stage for a while. Um, and so now I want to like, yeah, like build an hour and I feel like I have a lot of jokes, but I need to like tighten and transition and like link it all together. Yeah. So that's like, that's something I was actually hoping to like, it's crazy, but I was hoping to have like some sort of version of an hour by the time I had my anniversary, but I just like, and I've done a bunch of different 10 minute sets, but I just haven't had time to type it all up. Yeah. So you're like (laughs) figuring out how to link it. Well, and it's also hard when you don't have that much opportunity to 
do long sets. Yeah. Cause I remember starting to go on the road was huge for me. And that was like, I, I started getting little things like I headlined little like Bakersfield stuff, but like I did, th- I just teamed up with two other comics and we did our own tour and we're yeah. like, fuck it. That's awesome. That That's changed that everything admire. for me because yeah. you go like, well, I could put these chunks together, but there's a difference between, you know, being like, well, this could follow that and then actually doing, doing it. Doing it, yeah. And then just getting stronger at that. And once you do like 25 minutes a few times, you're like, oh, I have a solid 25. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have a solid 45. I have an hour. Yeah. Um, but that's great. It's yeah. good that you're like building. Do you have a, like a ideal goal timeline that you'd like to have a solid hour? Now that you know that you didn't have it for a year. <laughs> Uh, I'm not talking shit. Most people also, just so you know, a woman who like teaches comedy classes that I met very early on in my, I don't want to call it a career at that point. Cause it was my open mic obsession. Yeah. Um, my aspiring career. Um, she said this and I laughed at it then and I still do now, but then I realized people like you and I, people who are like going up every night, your curve's going to be a little, you're a little ahead of that curve because you're above average just in the work you're putting in, if nothing else. Yeah not to mention like ability and like just how funny you are. She's like, you know, most people it's hard to come up with a solid 10 minutes. I literally laughed in her face and I was like a year in and I was like, what the fuck do I know? And I was like, yeah, right lady. Yeah. But like, just so you know, I think that is like average. So wherever you're at, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. I guess like by next year, I guess I'm just going to try and because now I even like when I put that goal in place like six months ago or whatever, yeah. like now I'm like, oh, that wasn't t- like the 10 minutes that I had then wasn't the 10 minutes that I have now, you know? What yeah. I mean? So I think, yeah, I'm just going to like have try to have like a more solid hour or something in a year. This is weird saying it on a podcast out loud. <laughs> no, well, it's okay to have like goals where you're yeah. like, I want to, ha- I want to have an hour's worth. I mean, it's okay to go. It's like having an hour's worth of material. Doesn't mean you're like, I'm ready to shoot a special. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a personal goal. Yeah, like, personal I want to goal. have written an hour's worth of good material. Yeah. <laughs> good, solid material. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Um, my name's weird. <laughs> it's I'm I'm Pallavi Ganalan on everything on Facebook, on Twitter, Spell and on Spell it out for everyone. Here we go. P A L L A V I G U N A L A N. It's really dumb. You I guys find it. it. She's so funny. I was, by the way, you guys can't see this, but I was attempting to sign and I know like three letters and then I gave up. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Follow her. Uh, any other things to plug? You've got to, if you guys want to go to an open mic on Wednesdays, mom party. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I guess this isn't going out fast enough but um i think that's it i don't know i'm trying to start a podcast but i'm gonna bank a bunch of episodes before is there a name of it um i'm yeah comic discovery i'm trying to like have a scientist or like someone who's an expert in the field and then a comic and then i like kind of translate between them as we talk about a specific project it's (gasps) supposed to be like funny and educational oh i love that i only have two episodes and it's been several months since i was started um i started paying for my podcast subscription and got the equipment like a year before because i was like well if i pay for the monthly subscription yeah and then i was like i'm afraid yeah and then the first four episodes still sounded like i was recording from a toilet yeah <laughs> it's it's i'm gonna start recording um like luckily i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but somebody at the store is like giving me access so like oh great but yeah now i'll be able to record there because before i i bought like a microphone and but i didn't know how to do any i'm the worst at audio yeah so like now that's gonna help and do you have someone helping you yeah like um someone like dave taylor said he would help me like figure out like the editing stuff oh that's great he's great he's the one who actually like kicked my ass to finally do this dave taylor kicks a lot of young female comics asses into like getting yeah when he like it's so funny because like 
he's either like really behind you or people are like he's a monster but like when david taylor like believes in you he's like what the fuck are you doing he like gets he is he like yells at me and is like he yells at me too yeah and i'm like thanks for yelling i don't have a dad (laughs) Um, uh all right great oh i can't wait so everyone keep an eye out for that and uh and we'll uh we'll catch up again at some point yay thank you yay bye bye all right, there you go. Paula Viganalen and uh, and all her comedy dreams. She is an absolute ray of sunshine. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy her. And um, I look forward to more of you getting to enjoy her as she gl- glows and bro- blossoms is what I was going to say. Because I'm... Uh, is that dyslexia when you flip parts of words? Or is it just your brain being a fucking mess? Uh, because... I know I'm not the only one that does that and it happens all the time. You guys, thank you for listening and um, thanks for putting up with me um, basically doing five minutes of therapy (laughs) at the beginning of the podcast. Um, I am going to be in Seattle not doing therapy but doing really fun live shows at Seattle Comedy Underground October 19th through the 22nd. Um, Find the Seattle Comedy Underground website and get tickets there. I'm coming to Sacramento Laughs Unlimited uh, November 17th through the 19th. I'll be with Carlos Rodriguez there. That's going to be a ton of fun. And then Tampa, my tampons. Is that what Tampa people are called? Tampons? Tam- tampons? Tampions? God, I live there. I mean, I this has to be like someone's hacky bit that like people think I'm doing. I just lived there for four years and I'm realizing I'm really not sure. I will just... People of Tampa. Tampites? Okay. Um... I'll be at Side Splitters for one night only, Wednesday, um, November 29th at 8 p.m. And that uh, f- is a charity show as well. Um, my charity for the month of November. I don't have one for October. You guys tweet a charity at me. Should I just do... Uh, should I give it to some of uh, a Puerto Rico thing? I'm doing Houston Food Bank this month. There's so many natural disasters all the time. Um give me suggestions i still owe people videos from the parkinson's fundraiser i did um my god but the important thing is the donations are getting there um so your videos will come probably in like three years uh no nicole will be back soon we'll do those i digress you guys uh if you have a charity in mind uh send it my way and um if you like the podcast uh subscribe rate and review it on itunes Share this podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. November. The, it's a, it's 5% of the door is going to go to uh, the funding of Gigi's Playhouse through a group called Angels of Grace down there. So Gigi's Playhouse is a, a nonprofit center uh, for uh, people with Down syndrome and for education uh, for their families and for the community uh, so that we can be more inclusive to our uh lovely fellow humans who are diagnosed with down syndrome um and so that's really important so we want to get that built so come to that show tampa and then my merch proceeds as always go to a charity so i'm just going to do it all to that charity but uh it's going to be a fun 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 show and then i'm coming back to myrtle beach december 7th through the 9th and you guys i'm very excited that uh my two weeks two uh, Seattle and 
Myrtle Beach. I have two awesome women opening for me. I mean, one in each place. And uh, that's been a cool thing. Part of the growth of my career is getting to, uh, you know, have a say in who opens for me and um, trying to help out some some more funny ladies uh, like I uh, am trying to do with Pullavy here. Uh, so that'll be fun. Seattle has got a great comic named Alyssa Yeoman. Fun fact, we went to, uh, well, we didn't go to high school together, uh, but we were on a high school hockey team together because uh, there were so few female hockey players that schools had to double up. So it was like two schools per team. Uh, and she and I were on the same hockey line. And when I came through Seattle on a three-person tour back in, God, 2014 she came to the show and then she started doing comedy after that she was like holy shit this is amazing i want to do it and uh she's super funny so you'll get to see her uh if you come to the seattle shows uh, and and we're super different she's so fucking smart and i'm not saying i'm not it's just uh, two different styles of comedy so uh it's a little something for everybody which is exciting and then uh yeah so that'll be good and then Grayson is opening for me in uh, Myrtle Beach. So, uh, yeah, Grayson Morris, uh, she's out of Asheville. We met a few years ago at Laugh Your Asheville Off. So that's exciting and uh, also super funny. And, uh, again, a little something for everybody. So come to those shows if you're in those areas. And, uh, and thank you for, for sticking with me, you guys, uh, upcoming episodes. Um, I'm working on getting a time carved out to interview someone about DACA, uh, someone who is, uh, here because of that, uh, and what's going on with him. And, uh, then I'm going to interview a pregnant person so you guys can learn all about the insides of pregnancy. Uh, no pun intended, I guess. Uh, I, you know, let me know. Uh, if you have additional questions for any of my guests, those are always welcome. But also, if you have a guest you would like to suggest, I, I do try to get uh, those on as I can. So send them my way. Tweet them at me at JMS Comedy. Message me on my Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash JMS Comedy, all one word. Um, if anybody has any tips to get your face swelling down from crying, uh, this just sounds so pathetic. I'm just like, by the way, still sad. Um, I have a headshots in two days, so I am really just trying to stay, uh, like over here, like white knuckling, not, not to cry until after those. Uh, and I'm, Oh, you guys, I, I am failing so hard. I mean, just epic failure. Uh, it's, would be hilarious if it wasn't for the fact that I'm about to spend $500 to probably have a bunch of photos of me looking like I've been stung by bees or something. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, you know, thank you for, uh, sending your questions in. Those are great. I love those. Uh, keep them coming. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know, and the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thanks for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.